Hello and welcome back to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. We begin a new series today working through the Gospel of Matthew. So this will be a major series. We're not going to go through every incident in the Gospel, but I will select at least one from each chapter of Matthew's Gospel. And I'm really excited about this series. I've been excited planning it out and thinking about the reflections. It's really good to engage with one of the Gospels in a thoroughgoing way. We rediscover some of the teaching of Jesus. We rediscover some of the amazing grace that Jesus wants to give to us. And we see his life and his death and his resurrection and all that it means for us. So I encourage you to buckle up as we begin what will be, I hope, a really exciting journey. Because we looked at some Christmas reflections over Advent and Christmas and some of those were taken from Matthew 1 and 2, I'm actually going to begin in Matthew chapter 3 and with verses 1 to 12. And in the New International Version that I'm reading from, this is entitled, John the Baptist Prepares the Way. Let's pray together. Lord, as we begin this journey... We pray for your presence with us and for your leading through this great and wonderful gospel. Thank you that in a very real sense there is just one gospel, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what we have in the scriptures is the fourfold gospel, the gospel story told from four different perspectives. As we engage with Matthew's perspective, We pray that you would come by the Holy Spirit and make the words come alive to us and send them deep into our hearts and lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So Matthew chapter 3. In those days John the Baptist came, preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair and he had a leather belt round his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptised by him in the river Jordan. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptising, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think you can say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones God can raise up children for Abraham. 
The axe has been laid to the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptise you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptise you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Wow, powerful stuff. For Christmas, Cheryl gave me a coffee machine, which is absolutely wonderful. I can make lattes for myself from it. There are different types of things you can try. And I now especially look forward to my morning cup of coffee. And when you have coffee in the morning, it gives you a bit of a shock. It's a wake-up call and it really opens your eyes and strengthens you for the day ahead. This passage is a little bit like a strong cup of coffee. It shocks you into life. It's powerful, it's bracing, it's a real wake-up call for us. One of the things that it speaks to us of is repentance. And today, just want to spend a moment thinking about what this means. Some shy away from the word not quite sure what it's about, and associating it with fire and brimstone preachers, with someone who is giving a harangue. John the Baptist clearly speaks of repentance in verse 2, verse 8, and verse 11. And in some ways, he is the original fire and brimstone preacher. But actually, there's a world of difference between the true meaning of repentance and the message that John is bringing and some of the so-called fire and brimstone preachers we may hear today who don't necessarily have the love of God in their hearts. John speaks of repentance because it is vital. The Greek word is metanoia, and we might translate it as an about turn, a deep change of mind and heart. It is a turning from sin and a turning to Jesus. So in verse 6, we confess our sins, and this is vital, and it's a key part of repentance. What is God calling us to turn from today? But verse 8, we are to produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Sin is a bit like bindweed, which chokes a plant. It grows around it and it prevents healthy growth. If we're really going to grow, if we're really going to be fruitful, we need to clear that bindweed away. We need to clear away the sin that is in our lives. And so, yes, this passage is very bracing. It's like a, a strong cup of coffee first thing in the morning. But it's absolutely vital. Some of us don't reach our full potential for God because there are things that are in our lives that we don't repent of, we don't turn from. 
And so our focus today is on a little bit of self-examination and just seeing what it is that God is calling us to repent of. Let's pause and let's reflect and let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the ministry of John the Baptist and we recognise the bracing nature of these words. A little bit like a shot of caffeine that may come into us, they wake us up, they open our eyes, they challenge us sharply. Lord, today we want to hear and feel and respond to that challenge. As we reflect, we ask that you would come to us and just shine your light into the dark nooks and crannies of our lives. Is there a secret sin that we've been harbouring that we need to turn from? Is there a character flaw that has been there perhaps for many years? We sort of recognise it, but we've come to accept it and we trust that others will accept it too. Lord, help us to repent. Help us to turn deeply in our hearts from sin and to you. So, Lord, today, shine the searchlight of your word and your spirit into our lives and help us to repent. We also pray for help and strength for the days ahead for us and for others. In these challenging times, we pray for all the help that we need. And we lift before you those that we love, whoever they may be. If anyone is sick, we pray that you would raise them up. If someone is struggling with their mental health, we pray that you would bring your shalom. And Lord, for ourselves, we pray that you would not only meet our needs, but strengthen us to be your hands and feet, your mouthpiece, your listening ear. Lord, with the grace that we have received, may we freely give to others. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.